Hi, my name is Dr. Joe Braid and I am the Burnout Recovery Doctor. I help healthcare professionals overcome burnout and get their energy back. So whether you're a med student, allied health professional, or a doctor who is suffering from feeling overwhelmed and exhausted, you're in the right place. In this podcast, you will get your energy back through strategies for burnout recovery. This show will give you the practical tips and mindset strategies to help you recover from burnout in healthcare. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Burnout Recovery Podcast. This week is all about teamwork rather than the individual. How behavior towards others has evidence of the impact on patient outcomes. I heard a great talk with the title Civility Saves Lives when I was at the Australian Doctors Health Conference last year as a virtual attendee. Good teams perform better and this leads to better patient and teamwork outcomes. So you might be aware I do group coaching in my local emergency department and I coach the trainees, um, so the registrar level trainees in the team. And in the cohort for the first half of this year, I am including teamwork in the topics we will cover. So you might wonder, why do good teams matter in healthcare? In a 2012 study, the King's Fund survey in the NHS identified multiple benefits when staff perceived themselves to be in a good team. These benefits include reduced mortality rates, reduced patient complaints, improved staff satisfaction, and better reported health of staff. Being in a team which values and respects us matters, with flow-on effects to both the healthcare workers involved in the team and their patients. So let's think what is the opposite of civility. It's incivility. And this is really determined by the recipient rather than the perpetrator. Incivility can be anything ranging from verbally being rude, tone of context sent in an email, in a letter, in a text, talking over others or aggressive behavior that might be directed at somebody or not at a human um, per se, but that sort of aggressive behavior and tone around the workplace. I was at one of the Australian clinical entrepreneur pit stops last week, and there are many digital health pioneers in the room. And they were discussing artificial intelligence software that can interpret the tone of an email as a pointer for how someone may be managing at work. Fascinating stuff. What are the consequences of sensing rude behavior directed towards you or around you? When we develop the classic walking on eggshell scenario and you split your focus from the task you are doing, for example, example, patient notes or reviewing results, to spending mental energy on the incident that happened, which distracts you in the moment. As humans, we already struggle to multitask at the best of times, and research shows there is a 61% reduction in cognitive ability of the recipient of incivility. Quality of work reduces, commitment to work is reduced, and avoidance of the offender are other listed impacts. So that is on the individual basis. What about the rest of the team as is the discussion in this episode? Like a ripple in a pond, the impact of rudeness 
spreads out like a ripple affecting observers with a 20% decrease in work performance and a 50% reduction in willingness to help others. Customers or patients are also affected with 75% less enthusiasm for the organization and 66% feel anxious dealing with staff. So this could have a huge impact on patients we're treating, on patients asking for help, talking about that new pain that has started and not yet gone away. An RCT in 2015 looked at rudeness in pediatric teams in a resus scenario. So when there was rudeness present, there was an increase in diagnostic and procedural errors with more than 50% attributed to the behavior. There's more research in operating theaters show, showing that anesthetists had reduced performance by 33% in a simulated surgical scenario with rudeness present. Okay, so what can we do with this knowledge? I vote for active discussion in this area. Bring it up with team members. Bring it up with your manager. It happens in all disciplines in healthcare and beyond. Look at perceptions on why it might happen in your team focus on communication styles, focus on how you might respond to someone's tone in the department. This also ties in with other people's opinions and what you make that mean about you, which is another episode for the podcast in itself. How do staff feel supported in their team? Do they feel safe to report bullying? And how confident do the staff actually feel things will change? I just recorded another episode on this topic with the wonderful Jessica Hickman from the Upstander Movement. That was episode 16. So have a listen to that. And Jess has got some great strategies that she includes in culture change in workplaces that she goes to. I highly recommend Jess's books and so much can start with ourselves. Finally, I want to add that the people I work with often have a tough inner critic that follows them around every day. Yes, their perfectionist tendencies critique how they are doing everything. This is something you can work on without looking to ask anyone else to change. If you want help with growing your self-compassion and ditching the critic that comes around for the ride all the time, book in for a strategy session with me and let's get started. Life can be lighter and more enjoyable without the nagging Nancy in your head. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Burnout Recovery Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe and head on over to my website at drjoebraid.com. There you can download my free guide with 10 tips to take if you're nearing burnout. See you next time. Burnout.